Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Today's episode is brought to you by Dove. Revive your skin with Dove Nourishing Secrets, hand creams and body lotions inspired by women's beauty rituals from around the world. Available in four intensely nourishing formulas with ingredients like avocado and coconut oil blended with Dove's superior care, you'll find one perfect for your skincare needs. Indulge your skin and your senses in an irresistible new way. Take the Dove Nourishing Secrets Beauty Routine Quiz to find your nature-inspired match. Visit DoveNourishingSecrets.com. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, Tran Hermostis, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. All right, today's episode is all a best of 2020. This is so wild. I can't believe we're at the end of the year. And also, I think we had some of the best discussions we've ever had on the podcast. I think 2019, I definitely was getting my feet wet and we learned so much along the way. So I don't want to like negate how amazing 2019 was for the podcast, but 2020, we really like brought it. And we had some incredible guests on, some people I never expected to see on the podcast. And on top of that, we got to have these really interesting conversations. And I got to learn how to do podcast interviews via Zoom calls, which was very interesting as well. So what I love about these ones and the episodes that I pulled and the moments that I pulled is that each of them brought something entirely different, but really connected not only with our audience, but with me in a whole different way. One of these episodes was actually our top downloaded episode of all time. And I'm really excited for us to go back and listen to a little bit of that. So I hope you enjoy today. It's kind of like a snapshot at so much that we did this year and some of those best conversations that we had. But I think every single conversation we had was so, so valuable. So I can't wait for you to listen in and just enjoy the show. Thanks for being a podcast listener. I will not cry through this, but I definitely will say just thank you for listening. It means more than you could possibly know. And I'm really excited to share this one with you. Enjoy. Ah, Jamila Jamil. I never would have ever in any part of life or career or podcast 
expected that I would have Jamila Jamil on the show. I did not sleep for two nights beforehand. I researched every, I've been a follower of hers in the I Way movement for so long, but I, and even like watched her as an actress on The Good Place, but to actually have a conversation with her intimidated the crap out of me. Imposter syndrome was wild for it. And I prepared so many notes. I wanted to ask all these questions. And then when I got into the interview, I felt I definitely, when I listen back, the only thing I'll say is I felt like I was a a little bit on. I wasn't truly myself there, but I still did it. I still had this incredible conversation. And there was moments where Jamila said things that I just almost couldn't find words to respond. She just is so well-spoken. She is a long time activist of things. And she, I expected her to kind of make me want to be more into certain things. And instead she really gave a lot of grace to the fact that not everybody is an activist, but that doesn't mean that you can't activate doing things that you love to do. Uh, when she discussed a lot of things around diet culture and distractions, I was just so moved she is an incredibly well-spoken woman, and I hope you enjoy this clip from the show that was one of my personal favorites. Clearly, this isn't working. This Facetune world isn't working. Photoshop, all these different things. We are creating a culture of distracted girls, predominantly girls. I know this affects other genders, but let's just talk about women for now being 80% of the market. We are a distracted generation. How can we ever be equal with men when we have all of this extra homework to do? When we're spending this much of our fucking time and energy and heart on trying to be, cheat a system. We're trying to cheat gravity. We're trying to cheat slowing metabolisms, which happen with age. We're trying to cheat physics. You know, we're not supposed to sag or age as we get older. You know, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't even make sense to have a skinny face that never ages. Coco Chanel said, you either have to choose at 30 between your ass and your face. <laughs> so... <laughs> My gosh. Now, what can I say about this next clip? Because it was one of, it might actually be the most downloaded episode of all time now for the podcast, but it is definitely in the books as one of my favorites, if not the favorite, because it was just such a wild ride. And we came out with one of the best quotes I've ever heard come out of anybody's mouth. And it was from my favorite person of 2020, which is Alicia McCarvel. Alicia McCarvel got TikTok famous this year and she just really grew in her voice. And she's also like secretly a poet, but not so secretly because she posts them now. She's just, oh, I just adore her. I would run away with her in a heartbeat. And I'm not joking about that. And uh, when she talks about weight and the percentage of you that is valued by your weight was just one of the best moments, the best things I've ever heard. I listened back on it so many times. And that episode was listened to by so many people on repeat that I know it absolutely had to be in the best of because it truly was one of the best of. Let's listen back on our conversation with Alicia. When people talk about what kind of changed from my mindset, it was like, my weight was the top of my list. I always believed that if it went down, everything else got better. When realistically, I like to think more than 100, but for just the case of being statistically correct here, uh, there's 100 really great things about me or 100 things about me. My weight is one of those 100 things. And for Mm. a majority of my life, I placed this importance on 
that 1% of who I was instead of focusing on the 99 other things that were really great about who I was. And it was like, as soon as I kind of shifted that focus, it was like, ah, my weight ain't shit. That means nothing. Like that, that is, this is a capsule that carries all of the 99 other great things about me. And I've spent so much time worrying about my capsule and not worrying about, you know, how to better myself as a human, how to be a better friend, how to be a stronger partner, how to find time to, you know, go out and write for me or for, to, you know, to create a platform where people want to feel welcome and kind of none of those things I ever thought I was worth because I always thought that my weight, which was that one little thing, was going to change all of those things. And it's, it was mind-blowing when I was like, holy crap. Yeah. The next clip we're going to have on is from Nicole Brienne. Now, this one wasn't from that long ago, but it was really, really impactful because it brought us both back to a time of life transition. We talked about divorce and trusting your heart again. But what Nicole does so well is she speaks to grief and love and how she used kindness to heal. And not only that, but she really helped so many of us hear what it's like to have a friend and what friendship looks like during those times. I learned so much from this episode. And not only that, my DMs, Nicole's DMs were full full, full, full of people who are going through it right now, who have gone through it before. And just that process of what it looks like when, you know, your whole world is turned upside down to kind of brief you a little bit. Again, Nicole had a longtime relationship, her one and only relationship really. And then her husband, um, who ended up having an affair and leaving her and the episode, we talk about what it was like to kind of transition life after that to deal with all of that while also being a career woman and then ultimately trusting her heart again. It has a beautiful story and the story is not about how she found love again. It's more about her and what happened in that whole time. And it it was just such a beautiful conversation. And I know it connected with so many on such a deep level. And regardless of if you've ever gone through something like that before, I think it really helped a lot of us know what it would be like to go through that, to know how to step up and be a friend in those times. And, And I really appreciated her in this conversation. So I'm really excited for us to listen back on that one a little bit as well. Enjoy. Anyone who knows me knows that this is like a quote I love, but someone either sent it to me or something. And it's a quote that said, grief is just love with no place to go. And I just remember reading that. And that was like the day I read that quote was like the day my life started over. And I remember thinking that how beautiful is it that I could be so sad because that means I have loved so big and, and And now I think the same, you know, and it's true, pain and grief and heartbreak, they're all just examples of love. And the more you love someone or a job or a pet or a parent or a relationship, and it it dies or goes away, the more you loved it, the more like grief you will have. And so I could somehow, maybe it's because I'm like a photographer, very visual person, but I remember visualizing love inside my body and it was being trapped in like the pit of my stomach and it would well up in like my eyes and my throat and I remember thinking like it was like pressure building inside me and and I'm like how where can I put this 
And so I started to try and like let out the love everywhere I went, whether that was just being like extra nice to the, to the TTC driver, like extra nice to the person making my coffee or like helping a mom or talking to a mom with a baby because, you know, maybe she hasn't had many adult interactions that day or, you know, now I can start like showing up as a good friend again and a, a good sister and a daughter. And I started to try and like put the love back into all the places that I felt like had given me so much love over the last year. Today's episode would not be possible without our sponsor, which is Dove. Dove Nourishing Secret Hand Creams and Body Lotions are inspired by women's beauty rituals from around the world. Available in four unique formulas suitable for all skin types, you'll find one perfect for your skincare needs. Revive your skin with Dove Invigorating Ritual Body Lotion. This fast-absorbing formula combined with avocado oil instantly softens your skin while its fresh, clean scent lifts your senses. Skin is left deliciously smooth and supple. Also available in hand cream to provide 24-hour moisturization. Treat your skin with Dove Restoring Ritual Body Lotion. This super-rich formula made with coconut oil and sweet almond extractives deeply moisturizes and softens your skin while its indulgent creamy fragrance comforts your senses. Skin feels restored and extra soft. Also available in hand cream to moisturize extra dry skin. Indulge your skin with Dove Replenishing Ritual Body Lotion. This non-greasy formula infused with marula oil replenishes your skin with moisture, while its warm and bright scent of mango butter instantly delights your senses. Skin is replenished, soft, and looks beautiful. Give your skin a luxurious treat with Dove Glowing Ritual Body Lotion. This delicate formula blended with rice extractives nourishes your skin deeply while sparkling floral scent delights your senses. Skin is radiant looking and feels silky soft. Indulge your skin and your senses in an irresistible new way. Take the Dove Nourishing Secrets Beauty Routine Quiz to find your nature-inspired match. Visit DoveNourishingSecrets.com. Oh, I couldn't help but have Avery Francis as the best of 2020 because Avery just holds, I just have a really special place in my heart for her. And that's because we actually connected on Instagram. We've never actually met in real life yet, which is one of the most devastating things ever because I truly consider her such a close friend now and somebody I, I just really, really respect and admire. But Avery called me in. Like, and when I say called me in, there's call out culture and Avery really called me in on something, especially around race and diversity before the Black Lives Matter movement even happened. And that was our introduction pretty much to each other was this, this challenging conversation. And she led it so well and really gave me a lot of grace, but held a lot of space for that conversation. So when it came into 2020, I knew I wanted to sit down and have that a, a bigger conversation with her because her story continues to grow and change and shift as a woman in tech, as a woman entrepreneur, as a, her own success story. She is one of my favorite follows on social media, but she also just has so much to say around the world of race, diversity, and her own personal story of gaslighting. Learned a lot from Avery in this episode, and I learned a lot from her 
generally. So I knew listening back a little bit on this time with her was going to be one of the things that I just needed to do in 2020. So let's go back and listen to the conversation with Avery Francis. So I think that for a microaggression, a good example of this is like, if you see a black woman and she has like really great hair and you go, oh my gosh, is your hair real? Or um, if you say to a black woman that is getting quite passionate or excited about something, you're like, wow, like, okay, girl, like you good, good for you. You're sassy. And like, that's a bit condescending in a way. Or if you see a black woman and she's like just being assertive, mm-hmm. right? And then you say, oh, you're being quite aggressive and angry. When you have these stereotypes, right, uh, that exists in the world that we live in today that have been perpetuated mm-hmm. and kind of pushed by media and um, plays, pop culture, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And we get to the point where you're kind of pushing your belief on someone or you're pushing this comment on someone and they're not really acting that way or it is a little bit harmful, but it's not overtly aggressive, mm-hmm. right? You're not mm-hmm. like calling someone a racial slur. You're not attacking someone verbally. You're just saying something off the cuff of your hand. And in some cases, it almost is positioned almost as a compliment. But when someone of, you know, a person of color or someone from a marginalized or, uh, you know, disenfranchised community hears those things over and over and over again in the workplace, through their life, you know, you know, in relationships that they're in, these things tend to pile up. Yeah. Uh, and microaggressions, to be fair, they're not just against, you know, women of color, black people and visible minorities. It could also be towards people that are, you know, have disabilities or women, mm-hmm. right? Get microaggressions all the time. Uh, like, oh, wow, you're too sensitive. Yes. Don't be so sensitive. It's just being mindful. Like what I always say to people is language matters so much more than we give it credit uh, for. And the words that we choose to say um, to other people, those sometimes can really be quite harmful and can cut deep. So yeah, microaggressions are something that you find that happen. um, Usually when folks aren't necessarily educated on the experiences of another person that they don't necessarily identify with, you know, person of color, woman, someone with disability, uh, you know, someone that doesn't have socioeconomic privilege. uh, Those are the types of things that kind of build up. And those people are usually more likely impacted by these things because there is such a gap between learning and what those experiences look like. I didn't know what gaslighting was until about a year and a half ago, I was at a conference and someone asked someone, hey, like, would you position this as being gaslit? And I remember just thinking the word sounded cool (laughs) and thinking, Mm -hmm. I need to look that up. Like, what does that mean? And yeah, Yeah. it turned out I learned what it meant and it felt like I was hit by a ton of bricks. And it was through small actions and experiences that I realized, you know, wow, like at first it started off as, you know, not being invited to meetings and then it developed into not getting updates. And then it was, you know, they all got t-shirts and I didn't get a t-shirt for the bridge team. And then they had stickers that they developed a new kind of design and logo. And I didn't know anything about that. And I was like, okay, this is kind of strange. And then there was a couple meetings that we had scheduled that they didn't show up to. And I was like, okay, this is, that's bad, but people are busy. And then I got an email when I was actually in Budapest doing a talk about building bridge. And the email was basically saying, Hey, we want you to remove your title as co-founder. And, you know, I'd like for this to be settled between you and I before anyone else gets involved. And I just felt like I'd been punched in the gut. And of course, we have to end off with a bang. And I mean that literally and sexually, because one of the best episodes we've had and that so many downloaded 
was the one around sex and having better sex. We had Dr. Lori Brado on, who has an incredible book all around the mindfulness of sex, her passion being bringing women into a space of understanding mindfulness, stress, and how it's killing women's libido. Her work is incredible. I actually, this was one of the few conversations that I got to have in person. I had it out in Vancouver and it was just one that really sat with me. We've had a couple other really cool sex episodes before, but this one really just targeted some of the psychology behind it, that mindfulness, and basically how to have better sex. And if there's one thing I want to leave you with in 2020, it's, I want us all to have better sex, even if that is self-sex and I'm very pro self-sex too. So enjoy this one. And, uh, I'm going to come back and recap at the very end of this episode. So after this little clip, I'll be right back. Enjoy the better sex. What happens to our internal arousal processes when we do that, when we jump to the end and catastrophize, it actually blocks the the arousal response. So Mm. arousal, I mean, sex is a brain body experience. It's not just a reflex. It's not just, you know, if I press the button long enough and hard enough, she'll respond. That's not, I don't need to tell you or your listeners that. That's not how it works. I think we all are pretty aware. We're all pretty aware of that. And so anything that can get in the way of that, including catastrophizing, including worrying, including being distracted. And sometimes Mm. we get distracted by benign things. What am I making for dinner? What's on the agenda for tomorrow? Open your eyes. Oh my gosh, I see a pile of laundry in the middle of the room. All of those even kind of benign distractions can really interfere with arousal. And that's why I'm a big proponent of strategies like mindfulness that teach us how do we, you know, if we're going to have sex, why not show up for it? So hormones are important, but they're by far not the reason that the majority of women have sexual concerns. So mood is a big one, Mm. depression being the leading one. And when you think of, you know, what is depression? Depression is loss of interest. Yeah. So it makes sense then that a woman would lose interest in sex if she is depressed. But even chronic stress, the day-to-day grind. So you mentioned, you know, the new mom. Yeah. She's not sleeping. She's caring for this infant. In fact, she's pouring all of her love and intimacy into bonding with this child. And there's some writers who say that the intimacy of sex actually gets replaced with the intimacy of connecting with a newborn baby. Oh, wow. Um, And it's not in a kind of sexual way. No, 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 but it makes sense. in a very intimate way. So, you know, I often say to new moms, you know, in order to really want sex, it's got to give you something above what you're already getting Mm. from this intimate And it's all day long. You're touching your newborn's face. There's breastfeeding, there's cuddling, there's baby talk. Yeah. Very intimate acts. So sex has to go above and beyond that. And if you're sleep deprived and the gas tank is in, there's no separate gas tank for sex, right? (laughs) There's one gas tank and it fuels everything. Right. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. That was really, really fun. Uh, I can't believe it's so hard. I wanted to like take a highlight from every single episode, but to have these conversations is is such a delight to be able to dive into categories and things that you never knew of to learn from individuals. It really reminds me that each of us have our own story. If we were all walking puzzle pieces brought together, we really build something quite beautiful. And oftentimes we always want to be that other puzzle piece. We want to, we want to look like that. We want to be like that. And we forget the value of our own contributions into that story, into that bigger picture. And what I love about these conversations is that each of them have their own elements, have their own expertise, have their own life experiences, and they bring it into this conversational space that I'm so fortunate to be able to 
kind of cultivate and grow, but really just sitting down and uh, learning from each other. And that's one thing I think that we can do so much more in life. When we put our phones down, we stop scrolling for a few minutes. What can we learn from each other? What are our stories? What have we learned? And how can we share that with each other, whether it's career, whether it's work, whether it's experience? Each of these women were amazing on the podcast. And each of you are so amazing for listening week in and week out. Really, really excited for all that we did this year. We broke some major goals and barriers. We hit those charts so many times. And you know what? That's all on you. I want to, I'll I'll give myself like a little bit of credit. Obviously, I run the podcast, but y'all, that's on you for listening every week. It is on you. So thank you for such a successful year of the Papaya Podcast. 2021 is going to be game changing. While we're going to transition a little bit early in the year because I have to have a baby, everything else I'm just so stoked on. People we already have lined up to have conversations with. I'm determined to have that penis episode. We are good to go. 2021 is going to rock our world and I can't wait to see you there. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.